Welcome to Dialogues at the Living Edge. I am your host, Alexander Love, acupuncturist, international life coach, and TEDx speaker. This podcast takes a deep dive into the exploration of human potential and transformation. What you will learn here will catalyze your personal transformation so that you are better equipped to make a positive impact in the world. Sit back, relax, and get ready to explore the rich contours of infinite possibility. Welcome back, everyone. So in this episode, what we're going to do is uh, explore the next part of our broader exploration of how does acupuncture work, and specifically, how does it work uh, with an experience of pain, both in the physical body, uh, in, our, in our emotional body, in our minds, um, and in our lives, as well as how does acupuncture work to help us transform uh, our experience of illness. Okay, number two. There is an understanding in Chinese medicine and many uh, natural healing modalities that stagnation equals pain. That whenever there is a restriction of fluidity, uh, a, a restriction of the impulse to be free in our bodies, in our minds, in our lives, that that creates a contraction and that contraction leads to the experience of pain. If, it, if it's not specifically pain, it can also lead to a dysfunctioning in our physiology, which can then lead to different kinds of illnesses. Now, in addition to this, typically what we do as human beings, I've noticed over the years, is that in the presence of pain, we contract even further, and then we create a story of resistance to that experience of pain. The effect of that is now not only do we have restriction of freedom, fluidity, and motion, not only do we have the experience of pain that has resulted from the stagnation, but now we also have suffering, which is the experience of resisting that experience. And of course, the, the practice that I just offered in number one can help us begin to um, shift that dynamic of suffering. Now, when it comes to acupuncture, we have an understanding of what are called meridians. So we all know that in our bodies, we have a circulatory system. And our circulatory system is a network that is filled with blood that allows your blood that's holding richness and nourishment that allows that to reach every part of your body so that you feel alive and you feel satiated um, with what you've taken in through your food, through your drink. In the same way, acupuncture and Chinese medicine discovered that there are also pathways and networks 
that allow for the movement of our vitality. So just as you need blood vessels to carry the nourishment, we also need channels of aliveness, channels of vitality to bring that, um, dynam di that dynamism uh, into the rest of your body um, that then also supports the experience of feeling alive in your heart and in your mind. Now, some of you might have heard or are familiar with the notion of fascia. Fascia, to put very simply, is uh, these dimensions inside of our body that connect everything. They surround all of our muscles, they surround our organs, and they even live in what's called our extracellular matrix, which is just a fancy word for all of your cells are floating in some stuff, and that has a connective tissue or fascial dimension to it. So what does all that mean? It means that there is a network in our body that is everywhere and affects everything and is connected to every single part of our body. And it's called the fascial network. Some of it is microscopic. You, some of it is, uh, if, you, if you looked inside with a camera, you'd be able to see these big fascial things that live in you. But it's also, like I said, this extracellular matrix, which is just this like fluid uh, uh, dimension that all of our cells are floating in. Now, this fascia, some believe, is a faster system of communication than our nervous system. That just means that it is running information throughout your body, telling helping to tell everything what it's supposed to be doing. Now, remember I mentioned this extracellular matrix. It can be both a fluid or, under certain circumstances, it can become relatively more gel-like. It tends to do that uh, when we've experienced some kind of trauma. This could be a sports-related injury. This could be an emotional trauma. Uh, anything that can cause the system to retract or try to protect could even include um, if, if uh, you got a shot at the doctor. And while maybe some of that shot is helping your health, there might be other dimensions of that that your body perceives as toxic. And uh, if that's the case, same with food. There might be certain aspects of food that your body perceives as nutrition, and then other aspects of the food that your body perceives as toxic. This could be one way that the system is going to get more solid to protect the rest of your body from those toxins or from that experience of trauma. Now, when this happens, it is going to create stagnation in the fascial network. Now, to take this a little further, the meridians 
of acupuncture. They live and run through this vast fascial system. So what does that mean? We said that the meridians are, are ways in which our vitality can reach every dimension of our body. We said that these meridians are living inside of fascia, which is also everywhere in our body. And we also said that in the presence of trauma or toxins, our fascial network can become more rigid, more gel-like, less fluid, at which point there becomes also a constriction within this uh, meridian system, which again is supposed to be taking vitality and aliveness everywhere throughout our being. So as a result, through the processes of stagnation, vitality becomes inhibited from reaching every, uh, every dimension of our body. That starts to break down our healthy physiological function, all rooted in a lack of flexibility, a lack of fluidity, a lack of what we could call physiological freedom. What acupuncture is able to do, through the assessments that an acupuncturist learns, we can discover where some of the key places of blockage exist. And we can place needles in those places which stimulates a process of opening. It invites the possibility for freedom and fluidity of motion which unhinders, which unhinders this flow of vitality so that it can reach, for example, your heart, so that you can regain a powerful, steady presence of heart. Or it can rush into your digestive system, <clears throat> so rather than having a sense of sluggishness, you can have a sense of dynamic aliveness and interest when it comes to digesting your food and digesting your life. Okay, so for this second dimension of how acupuncture works, here's something that you can do today, right now. The invitation is for you to look for one place in your body or one place in your mind or one place in your life that you feel lacks freedom, a place that lacks fluidity. So the first part is to just bring some awareness to that. Where in my life do I see a lack of freedom, a lack of fluidity? Where in my mind do I see a lack of freedom, a lack of movement? Where in my body do I feel a lack of movement, a lack of freedom? a lack of fluidity. So once you've identified this, now we get to create a practice. We get to create a practice of exercising the muscle of freedom. 
Remember, contraction and stagnation is also something that we are usually unconsciously practicing on a regular basis. So what we'll do here is we'll look at, okay, I've identified this one place in my body or my life that feels rigid. And I'm simply just going to practice gently opening it, gently moving it. Not forcefully, especially if you're in a lot of pain or you haven't moved your body in a long time. Very gently, just introducing the possibility that movement is available to you, depending on uh, how healthy you are or how in pain you are, will determine how much fluidity you can introduce at a given time. You might just bring in a teeny little bit. You might look out into your life and say, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to do one thing in this area of my life that is an expression of fluidity where there was usually an expression of rigidity. So it's one of those things that sounds simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the most profound. Like, for example, placing a hair-thin needle into somebody's body, and then their whole life changes. It seems ridiculous, but it happens over and over again.